to the boldness. My name's Phineas Mir. Joining me in the studio, as he normally does, is Raphael Kalev. Hello, Raphael. Finn, how are you doing tonight? Are you feeling good? I am feeling pumped. Now, uh, we've got some we've got some guests in the studio, but before we introduce them, I should just say that the boldness is all about not is all about grabbing your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. So, without any further ado, what's on today's show, Raphael? Well, as I said, in the last show, we were talking with Simon Abrahams, the Chief Executive Officer of Melbourne Fringe Festival. We are continuing with that theme. In this studio, we have got Abby Madden from Blindful. Hello. And we have got Rachel Edward, an ensemble member from Raucous Fanaticus. Hi. And we have got David Manet. I think I've got that wrong here by the look of it, but he's expressing here. Project Project Performer. Hi, Raph. How are you going? Sensational about my little first little gaffe for the night. Now, there'll be more. And let's kick it off with a straight up forward question for Abby. Abby, what is Blindful about as part of Melbourne Fringe Festival? Blindful is a dance and circus duet uh, performed by myself and uh, someone, another ensemble member, Ryan Darwin, who is a graduate from the National Institute of Circus Art. And together we're uh, performing at Dance House. And it's a show about uh, my experiences with the vision impairment and growing up with disability. And But it's also about, you know, dancing and just showing off some of the things you can still achieve, even if you have something that's not as easy as it is for everyone else so yeah well that's what we're going to talk with abby about about blindful and with rachel and david now tell us about raucous fanaticus um so firstly raucous is a an award-winning ensemble of performers with and without disability and we've been around for 17 years now there's uh, Raucous has a uh, two streams to it so there's the um ensemble program which is uh, where we create major works and there's entry to that by audition and then there's the public program and that's where Fanaticus comes in. Uh, And Fanaticus is a collaboration with an organisation called MSF uh, who works a lot with street basketball uh, which seemed like a really good fit. Um, Raucous doing a lot of physical and visual theatre so we've been paired, paired up with them for the last couple of months and every Sunday morning uh, having basketball practice <laughs> slash workshops slash rehearsals um, out there on the basketball court. Now, Abby, speaking of rehearsals, what's actually involved as a professional dancer about preparing for Blindful? Uh, it's a lot of time spent in the studio looking at yourself in the mirror and questioning why you're there sometimes. <laughs> um, no, it's a lot of... Yeah, a lot of time being physical, being active, 
you know, stretching, strengthening, um, working with Ryan, who is a circus performer, it's definitely a lot more training and perfecting uh, specific tricks. And um, so he, in the show, has a few, a number of skills that we he performs and we perform together. So he performs roller bowler, which is when you've got um, a board with a cylinder and then you put a board on top of it and you stand on it and balance. Mm. And so he does that and we'll do other things on it like juggling and handstands. Um, and then he also does handstands on the floor and works on doing one-arm handstands and a lot of that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, so we spend a lot of time, you know, making sequences and series of movements and choreography to perform. And how many hours a day would you spend in the studios rehearsing? Um, oh, we're well, how usually many hours there. over a week then? Um, each day we usually get to the studio at about eight and we'll work in the studio till maybe four or five, maybe have something to eat in that time and then we'll often go to NICA to open training, which is another, you know, 5.30 till 8.30 that night. So a lot of, that's so usually the, so five So we're looking at 12-hour days. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> most days. Now with Rachel and David, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about rehearsals for Raucous Fanaticus. Uh, so we rehearse um, from 9.30 till 12.30 on a Sunday morning and we... We also break for food. <laughs> um, but so we, it's two and a half hours. <laughs> pretty much. But it's really highly physical and um, there's lots of running. Um, but the what's um, shifted in the last, because we've spent four weeks working with um, MSF and Raucous working together, and then what happened uh, last Sunday is that we have um, young people coming in to work on the project and collaborate with us. So that, that's been a really interesting and exciting addition to the project, and that's we'll be working together to make the show that will be on on the 23rd of September. Now, what actually is does MSF? F stand for? Um, MSF stands for Melbourne Sports Foundation um, and they um, have been around for about 15 years and um, they are uh, forerunners in um, working with sports and making basketball um, a really prominent part of Australian culture. Mm. And they're running a streetball tournament this Saturday at uh, in at Paran. Paran. Near Chapel off Chapel yep. for, for all the theatre nerds. Um, <laughs> and there's some, yeah, there'll be some magical stuff there as well. Well, is it, Abby, is it with Blindful, is it, is this like, how long have you been involved in theatre? And is this your Mel- first Melbourne Fringe Festival? This is my first Melbourne Fringe Festival, um, but I've been performing um, my whole life essentially. I started dancing when I was four. And I've done various productions, musicals, and toured around China and a few other places. Um, so I've been performing for a very long time, but this will be my first ever full-length show that I've made, well, not by myself, but with you know with someone else. And yeah, that's and as exciting. an artistic director, Abby, what does that job actually entail in setting up a production such as Blindful? So much admin. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you do. 12 hours in rehearsals. Do you spend another 12 doing paperwork? Essentially. Um, 
Yeah, some days I won't train at all and I'll spend the whole day, you know, applying for grants and emailing people, contacting people, looking for studio space to train in, looking for um, ways of funding the projects and paying the people involved, updating the website, um, and I do all of that. Uh, I have been doing all of that by myself, but very recently Ryan, who I perform with, has been incredible and has been helping write grants and write applications and, you know, do all that stuff with me. So it's been two people, which has been great. <laughs> well, so we wish you well with that, Abby, because it sounds very, very intentional. Right, David and Rachel, yeah, I think you mentioned that there's opportunities for young people to be involved with Raucous Fanaticus. What does that entail? Um, so we put a call out. Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I can't remember when the call went out, but we put a call out for young people to be involved in um, collaborating with Raucous and MSF in creating this performance. Um, so it involves the young people. I think there's we have about 15 um, of all abilities, really diverse bunch of young people, and they come along to the rehearsals. Uh, they uh, help work on different aspects of the show. Yeah, and they I mean, we've only had um, one training with them, but they've brought a completely different dynamic to the yeah. court. Like when we just play a game of pick up basketball. It's really competitive. Like, they want to win. Like, they're ready to win. Whereas we're like, oh, the ball goes in. Yeah, it's all right, you know. Yeah, but, there's lots of um, extreme enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Now, David, as a project performer, now, I wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, I've got my imagination ticking over here. Is that we're playing basketball as a project performer. How does a person prepare for trying to do play basketball seriously i don't know i don't know if it's seriously rough. i play very seriously i have noticed over the rehearsal period that my competitive level has gone up and up with every single week because as you get just like that little bit better you start expecting the ball to go in and then when it doesn't you know neil Gunnar, director has been saying oh you know just pretend to you know lose your shit a little bit when you, the ball doesn't go in no acting required on my part i'm actually genuinely pissed off i'm wondering why i've only committed 12 hours to this already how come it isn't going in yet so um but mostly i just watch a lot of basketball highlights now is that abby is that when you're actually preparing to new dance routines that is that one to do the choreography with Ryan, do you actually sit down, plan it, or do you actually watch other people, what they may be doing as far as what their type of dance is? Or Ryan being a circus performer, is he able to show you really, really special moves which other people can't do? Definitely. Um, there's some things that Ryan can do that I don't know many people can do. It's pretty <laughs> insane. And I still stand there when we're rehearsing and just kind of watch and just get a little bit jealous um but no in terms of choreo like choreographing a routine or a section of the show it usually it's always our own movement um because I believe that's really really important about telling telling our story so it the movement comes from it might be a task so someone might say 
okay, you have to get from one side of the room to the other side and you have to have your eyes closed and I'm going to stand in your way and create um, obstacles for you. And then you remember what you did and then you perform that. So you perform the sequence of trying to get out of someone's way um, and that becomes, you know, a dance sequence or a movement sequence. So little tasks like that help to generate the choreography and sometimes we just stand there and I'll, myself in particular, will just do moves that I think look cool and I think feel good and I'm just like, that's what we're doing now. We're doing it to this song and it's going to be great. So it, it depends. Sometimes it can be really artsy and really creative. Other times it's just like, this looks cool. It's really fun. So, yeah, it's a bit of both. Well, Abby, I'm glad that you actually brought that little part up about um, creating obstacles, uh, making it maybe difficult for a person who is maybe visually impaired to get across. Because I, th- I think that's actually what the storyline is about. Interactions between people who are um, visually impaired and people who are not visually impaired in a type of relationship. Definitely. So I, yeah, like I said, I was born with a vision impairment. I was born with congenital glaucoma and that led to a whole host of other things. Um, So I've worn glasses my whole life and I wear contacts and have worn since I was seven. Um, So I've got a firm understanding of, you know, having a challenge like vision impairment, Um, whereas Ryan is is perfectly sighted and, um, yeah, is fine in terms of that kind of thing. So we play a lot between him being blindfolded and him having to do his circus and his... uh, his skills blindfolded and that just adds a challenge for him Uh, whereas for me sometimes just standing there with my eyes open and turning is a big enough challenge so we play between (laughs) the two things and we explore yeah what you know evening out the playing field is what I like to tell people yeah yeah now is it with playing a basketball game now that's part of the story I mean that's a storyline in itself and that's going to be at the city square, I believe. Uh, it's at QB in the city. There'll be a um, pop-up uh, stadium. <laughs> wow. That's what you, call, that's what you what? call it, isn't it? A yeah. pop-up court. Yeah, so there'll be a pop-up court surrounded by, the, well, the amphitheatre that is QB and there'll be uh, a DJ and an MC. And There'll be secret halftime entertainment. Ooh, with special wow. guests, which we're not allowed to announce. <laughs> there, was a, there was a big note about that. <laughs> a big announce. note not to actually mention, but from a point of Don't like... Don't mention the halftime entertainment. <laughs> well, we're not going to mention that. What I actually am going <laughs> to talk right. about, it's not like the Melbourne Storm then. <laughs> what, I, what I want to ask you then is that how do you actually go about choreograph- doing choreography uh, for a basketball game? Uh, Look, it's really interesting. I think when we first started working with MSF, we weren't sure how those two, um, basketball and performance movement, would meet up. And uh, surprisingly, there's a lot of of similarities in the way that we work, and particularly with this group from MSF who are really open to learning new things and we've been open to learning, um, you know, how to dribble and do layups, um, which has been really interesting. Um, but, uh, so how do you go about making a show? That was your question, wasn't it? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you bring people together and, um, Nilgan, who, uh, is one of the directors of this performance, um, will set tasks and then we do them and stuff, stuff happens. That's where, um, bits come out. Um, and then it will all get put together in a really magical experience where, 
basketball and performance just collide. No, it's a relationship between the name Fanaticus and the actual storyline. Uh, and what does Fanaticus actually mean? Uh, well, interestingly, I know I'm going to answer this one because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it a little bit. Um, so Fanaticus is a Latin word. Oh, now forgotten. Dave, go. <laughs> well, it had come from f- fanatic. Come from fanatic, wouldn't it, or something? Yeah. Well, well, some well the US it has, has to be has to be the male plural um, of it. Just hold on, Raph. <laughs> We're just uh, consulting Google. Yeah. Um, I'll just take this opportunity oh. right now to say you're the, you're listening to the boldness. We're talking all on three three CR with all things. We're talking all things Melbourne fringe with, with some people that have got. Fringe shows, and with our guests tonight, uh, Rachel, David, who who are, who've got a show in the Fringe called F- Fanaticus, and Abby, who's got a show in the Fringe called Blindful, and I'm glad I remembered all that. <laughs> now, now, uh, Raphael's question was, and still is, um, what what uh, what what is the meaning of Fanaticus? Well, while you were giving that lovely pricey, we just remembered oh, <laughs> what Fanaticus I'm, means, I'm and we glad. did not look it up on our phone. Fanaticus oh, uh, is Latin meaning wildly inspired, um, and is probably the origin for the, for the word fan. Yeah, and Fanaticus. I don't know. I'm just riffing now. Um, <laughs> Riff away. Uh, so, what the, in terms of um, in in terms of your show, Abby, just to change tact. Uh, what, what in terms of telling the story of your experience with blindness? Wh- why, why did you choose circus as a, as a medium? Um, it just it actually happened by meeting Ryan earlier this year in Perth Fringe, um, and we just really clicked, and we had um, the same ideas and well, like the same interest in performing and what you know making making a show so it was like okay I've got someone who I can throw around in the studio and try things on um so it was that it was meeting Ryan um but also circus is something that it is very trick based and so you have very specific goals and very specific um I guess what you know what you're showing you're showing I'm that I'm doing a handstand or I'm juggling three balls. It's very specific. And so it is something that you can clearly see when someone is um, challenged. So by, you know, trying to do a handstand with a blindfold on, you can see the difficulty of that come through or if, you know, trying to juggle with your eyes closed or with a blindfold, you can actually see the person struggle a bit and see how it becomes more of a challenge. So it was it was a way of um, testing and demonstrating what you can then still do when you add that element of, you know, I keep saying challenge because it is. <laughs> but, yeah, by putting on a blindfold, you then um, ask them to learn their skill in a new way or figure it out in a new way. And was was Ryan challenged by having to do his stuff wearing a blindfold? Definitely. Um, we, yeah, so we got him to juggle three balls and that was something that we spent a little bit of time on but we didn't dedicate too much practice on because it was, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, but a little disheartening when 
as a juggler, if you keep dropping dropping balls, it's not like it's not the best thing. Um, but handstands and um, you know having me stand on his shoulders or me stand on him while he's on the roller bowler with a blindfold on, those were things that he found more challenging, but were still achievable and still something that we could work on together. So yeah. Well, is it one of the things that has come about with both Rachel, David, and Abby? Is that um, the little backdrop behind the scenes where it comes down to paperwork? Now, I'm actually going to come. I'm actually going to actually come up with a really good point here, and it's a very, very serious one, which ought to gladden your hearts. Is that on the show that we did last fortnight, Simon Abraham made a world first announcement. It's what not on the internet. It wasn't on the media until he, we broke the story here. That Melbourne Fringe Festival has now got a disability inclusion officer. They have got funding for the next three years. And the purpose of that role is to assist people with a disability to have their shows and how to actually be involved with Melbourne Fringe Festival. Now, we're going to kick off with Rachel this time. Now, how do you think that will actually... Do you think this could possibly benefit Raucous Fanaticus? Um, I think uh, specifically for Raucous Fanaticus, I think because um, Raucous comes into this project with an experience already with disability, um, but I think that it's it's an absolutely wonderful thing for Fringe to be doing so that more people can access Fringe and access um, opportunities within Fringe to showcase their work. Um, so, yeah, I've got major hats off and applauds. Applauds, applaudingness. Um, <laughs> I'm making up words um, to Fringe for um, for starting this up. Now, Abby, would you like? How do you think a disability inclusion officer from Melbourne Fringe could assist blindfold? Um, well, something that I've been looking at this week, and I've actually been in contact with Arts Access Victoria, is so the show is about my experiences with uh, visual impairment, but. Um, one of the things I've been looking at is how to make the show itself more inclusive because, ironically, it's not really um, that friendly to those who are visually impaired. So I've been looking at trying to get um, audio describers to come into the show and I'm very, very happy that I've met Rachel and David, so <laughs> we're going to chat about that afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, having a disability officer will, I hope, create you know ways of... Uh, artists to come to the fringe and you know get their show to be more inclusive and find means of doing that. Yeah. Okay. Is it? But what about from a point of view? Is it? Do you think a disability inclusion officer, when they've actually hired a person for it, how would they actually be able to assist with, let's say, things like uh, paperwork, for example, to put them into an accessible format? And as far as maybe finding venues or trying to actually get an idea about disability, maybe making that into a theme for maybe Melbourne Fringe in 2018. Can you go back yeah. to um, give us another question? Just a I mean, that question. And oh, well, the, well, the actual again? question is that let's say um, for 2018, maybe in 2018 that Melbourne Fringe Festival with the new... Disability Social Inclusion Officer might make disability into an actual theme of Melbourne Fringe Festival. How do you think that could actually, something like Rockers might be able to involve that and you too, Abby? 
I'm not exactly sure what the question is, but <laughs> I, I, I think the, I think I have something interesting the, to say in that the, in that ballpark. Um, I mean, one of the it's great to provide accessible services such as Auslan interpretation, audio description, tactile tours, where it can some where I think people can sometimes stumble, and I've certainly stumbled in the past, um, especially as an independent independent artist, where you want to do these things. Um, is one, making it, um, giving some financial support to that um, so that people can get, get paid to provide these services. Uh, and the second thing is um, so that the people can get access to the access. So people who need the audio description or Auslan interpretation or tactile tour actually know about the show um, and will come along and experience it. And sorry, I'm just going to jump in there as well. It's also, um, I'm imagining, will be really helpful for artists who are creating work to tap into a resource that will help them to create work that's more accessible uh, as well. So I'm thinking that that's, I don't know exactly the role specifically, but I'm imagining that that's what could be involved in that. Mm. Now, Abby, is it with the uh, new uh, Disability Social Inclusion Officer, how would that actually benefit yourself? Um, yeah, if I, I'm not too sure because I don't know exactly what their role is and what they would be providing, but, um, I just having us having the support of someone who understands where you're coming from as an artist with a disability and knows the right contacts because, um, a lot of the fringe marketing and, you know, the, like the Melbourne fringe has been incredible. Um, but it, a lot of it is just directed at sort of mainstream art. And so having, you know, someone who is dedicated to accessibility will benefit, you know, the communities and then provide that support for artists who are, you know, visually impaired or, you know, have any form of disability. But, yeah. Well, is it? Abby, while we've actually got you at the microphone, we've got a couple of minutes left. It's your chance to actually tell us exactly where Blindful is on the dates and the venue and the times. Great. Blindful is on at Dance House, which is uh, 150 Princes Street, Carlton North. Um, we're in the Skylab, which is their new venue, and it's their one of their studio spaces, which is being uh, transformed into a theatre for us. Uh, the show is running from the 13th of September till the 17th, so it opens the day before Fringe does. Uh, the show's at 6.30, and it runs, yeah, for five days, um, and it's performed by myself, Abby Madden and Ryan Darwin and we actually have a director from Circus Oz she's incredible her name's Deborah Batten so she's helping put the show together as well um and yeah I think I think that's all the information you can book tickets through Dance House or through Melbourne Fringe I uh, think very much is that the boldness has been talking with Abby Madden creative director of Blindful now Rachel and David what are the details for the show for Rockers Fanaticus uh, so Raucous Fanaticus is on at QB Square, um, which will be transformed into a stadium complete with a pop-up basketball court and halftime entertainment. With a special guest who we're not allowed to mention. <laughs> uh, and there's two shows on, 2pm uh, and 5pm, uh, one day only. So so sat- that's Saturday the 23rd of September. Um, it's a free uh, accessible event, um, but you do need to book tickets, so you can book at Melbourne Fringe. Basically, ball till you fall. Sensational. And we have been talking with Rachel Edward, ensemble member from Raucous Fanacus, and David Manet. 
<laughs> and I think I've got that again. Thanks, guys. And he is the he's the project performer from Rockets Fanaticus. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, people. Finn. And well, we're going to go out with a song. Um, Hard Dance by Stuart Bath. Next up is Tamil Voices. And we should be back around, I think it's the 21st of September next month. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Boldness. And I'll be ghost jamming at the Lyrebird Lounge later tonight too. <laughs> there you go. I think we've plugged ourselves, silly. We're, we're, going, we're going out. We'll see you soon. <laughs>